0: It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, back for another weekly episode. You know what you love it, with John Mita, Joe O'Donnell. What's up to the peeps? What's up to those fighting fills, getting it done so far? Love to see it. Johnny Mita, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Joe.
0: How are you? Doing great, man. I'm doing great, honestly. Really am. Uh, I can't complain. Um, Yeah. I mean, what, what's there to complaint about? Nah, I mean, listen,
1: <laughs> all, all is good in the world of Philadelphia right now, it's hard to believe that this is where we are. But, um, yeah, we're on to the second round.
0: Even Crazy. Crazy, man. And, you know, I, I, you and I were talking earlier, and when I say that, when I utter this statement, it does kind of makes me feel a little soft, to be honest. But I consider this Philly season a success, no matter what happens from this point on. Uh, at the time of this recording, we are awaiting the delayed start of game two against the Braves. Phils are one, nothing. I understand most of you, if, and when you tune in, won't, uh, it won't be, you know, obviously super time sensitive game two will probably be over. Maybe even game three will be over. But uh, at this point, uh, I'm, I'm pumped that there's going to be two games at citizens bank park. The fan base deserves it. I'm pumped that this team made real strides. They've kind of come together here late and, you know, no matter what happens, yes, I'll be disappointed if they don't either get out of the NLDS or whatever, but um, I, think it's, I think it's been a successful season. I, I feel, again, kind of embarrassed to say that because you always want to win. You want to win it all, but I think you and I are in a little bit of agreement, at least from the standpoint, this has been a step in the right direction for, for a franchise that was just muddling and mediocrity for so long.
1: Oh, Joe, I agree 100%. I mean, we talked about it, right, the last podcast. It was like, just w- get in and see what happens. Yep. And, you know, they find a way to take two two games, you know, and get the job done immediately, which was just great because it, the confidence. You, you can just tell with this team. The yeah, they're playing with swagger. They are. It's like and, – and somebody brought up a good point that I never even thought about it with. You know, the hero, I think, of yesterday's game, Nick Castellanos, was maybe he was just bored during the regular season. Now, again, that's no excuse, but when things are on the line, when the lights are on, and he produced, I mean, that's – listen, this guy, if he comes up with a great playoff series for, for the rest of the way against the Braves and just hasn't an, – nobody's even going to remember how bad the season was yeah. for him as far as, you know, his numbers and – you know, not taking the ball out of the ballpark. And it was it was a very disappointing free agent signing. But he came up large yesterday. And then even, even Sosa in the lineup, you know, a, a trade at the deadline. Dombrowski makes a good trade to get this infielder. And he made such a difference. So it's exciting just because, and I agree with you, I think the season is a success because now they have their feet wet. Guys that have never won. Look at the guys on the team that have never won a playoff series. It's the first time noah has been in the playoffs. It's, and, 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 and Eflin and, and Real Muto and Segar, it's the first time that they've ever won a series. Hoskins, yeah. What about – no?
0: now Bryce has won a series
1: before, right?
0: I think they said that this was – I thought they said yesterday it was the first time he had advanced as well.
1: That's, that's it was fun. definitely
0: the first time Cassianos advanced. Third time he's been, first time he's advanced. And I read a good so I read a piece, if we stick with uh, um you know, big stick Nick as he's being referred to. Yeah. Um, you know, not we all love our Nick Foles for right. various reasons. Yeah. Um but Cassianos I read this great piece in the athletic from Ken Rosenthal. And I guess when the Phillies clinched in Houston Right. They clinched your playoff spot. Sure. They had the big party in the clubhouse and Cassianos was kind of standing on the side, almost like he wasn't part of the mix. Okay. And Rosenthal asked him about it. And he said he was just sort of taking it all in because, well, first of all, he'd never, well, he'd been there before, but obviously new to the franchise, but he was watching the older guys that had been with the Phillies for a while and saw how much they embraced the moment. And it was it was really cool for him to sort of see those guys that had been, I don't want to say Philly's lifers, but been around for a while and hadn't gotten it done to see them react and bask in the, you know, the celebration. And he talked a lot about needing to be comfortable somewhere like he's not he's a baseball player, period, (laughs) like like his line, you know, at the start of the year is I hit baseballs and everybody loved that. But like his interviews are bland. He's kinda oh, short boy. with the media. I
1: mean, they were asking me. It's funny you say that because I showed the video. I looked at the video on Twitter this morning. Yeah. You know, they asked him about the tremendous yeah. catch that he made. Yeah. He's like, Well, I saw the ball. I saw him throw the pitch.
0: Yeah. It, it was terrible.
1: I went over, made my best effort, caught the ball. Yeah. That was that. And <laughs>
0: honestly, like people laughed at it. Like to me, it's like I don't know. That really can't be him, I don't think. Like, I I don't have time for that, whatever that whole persona thing is. Like, the I hit baseballs, I think everybody's like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, love it. But now I'm just like, really, dude? That's the best answer you can give? But anyway, let's put that aside for a second because the article went on to say that Nick Castellanos doesn't like the spotlight. He doesn't like being recognized away from the field. Like, he doesn't view himself as a celebrity. He doesn't like any of that. So, I think Philly was tough for him. And yep. he also said he wanted to sign with the Marlins because that's where he grew up and that's the team he followed growing up, and he never had the chance. Right. So he basically signed with the Phillies, rushed to spring training because of the late, you know, start to the year. Sure. And so nothing felt comfortable for him, uh, and now he's got a, a new lease on life. That was his best game by far. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say it salvaged his twenty-five million dollars salary, but it sure as hell helped. And yeah. if he can get going, and Bryce looked better. If he can get going. At some point, Schwarber and Hoskins get high. I mean, again, you got to remember, and you remember this back to 08. Like, not everybody has a great World Series. Not everybody has a great Championship Series. Not everybody has a great DS. Like, you could have two, three guys go in the DS, two, three guys going in the NLCS, good pitching performance or two in the World Series, and all of a sudden, you know, you're hoisting the trophy. I'm not saying the Phillies are going to do that. I sure as hell hope they do. But it doesn't – you don't need all nine guys going – over the three or four weeks that it is. You need a couple of guys in each series, really, because at some point somebody's going to hit the skids. Right. And that's when you need Gene Segura. That's when you need Bryson Stott, Matt Veerling, Brandon Marsh. I mean, that's the cool thing about this team so far, at least through three playoff games, is that it feels like everybody's doing something. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, and yeah. they're, they're making up for their shortcomings because everybody's chipping it.
1: Well, that's a great point. And I was talking to our buddy,
0: Danny Hampshire, yesterday. Oh, a little D-Bird shout out? Ah, uh, yeah,
1: a little D-Bird shout out. But he brought up a good point. He goes, I was talking about it. I was like, John, you know, baseball is one of those games where you don't want everyone hot at the yep. same time, you know? And I thought that was a brilliant point. Like, and it kind of refers to what you've been talking about the last couple of minutes is you're going to need somebody at some different point in time. So, you know, Shorber is going to have his moment where he'll yep. hit like a three-run bomber. And if we can just get contributions, like you said, all the way through, it's going to make a difference and we'll see where this team goes. But yeah. I love the swag. I love the confidence they're playing with. You know, we have, you know, our two beast pitchers. So it, to get to steal game one, you look at any playoff series and, and, and any sport. If you can steal game one on the road, yep. that is such a significant... It, it, it's such a huge difference. I think the odds are, like, so much... Like, if you win the first game in a, in a shortened series, it's great. But if you win the first game in a shortened series on the road, like, it, like, triples your chances of, um, of getting by.
0: Yeah, I think I heard you move on, like, 71% of the time or something. So... I, so, yeah, you something. know, I'll take I'll take my chances with that. And again, you mentioned Wheeler and Nola, and you go from there. Um, but I, I think, man, it's just it's it's exciting. Um, you know, it's for as for as many ups and downs as this regular season had, they are earning it right now. Um, they beat a Cardinals team that's more experienced, that had a lot to play for, with some of the biggest names in their franchise history set to retire, and. Now they go into Atlanta against the defending champs, and they come out with an approach. They were aggressive. Um, you know. They made big pitches when they had to. They made big plays defensively when they had to, and they scratch and clawed it out. At the end of the day, I'm looking at that game yesterday, and as good as I was feeling, I'm like, man, it's only the fourth inning. It's only the fifth inning. It's, there's so many outs to get still. And when they were walking guys like they were, you know, at some point that's gonna spell trouble. At some point, somebody on the Braves is gonna run into a clutch hit that was gonna flip that game upside down.
1: Well, I mean, and that's the Braves is just one of those lineups in Major League Baseball where you got four to five guys that can take the ball out of the yep. ballpark at any moment. So the biggest thing for the pitchers is just not having people on base and yep. they all day yesterday. Even when it was like 7-1, you just didn't feel comfortable. Like, come on, we, we need a couple more runs. You just want to keep on tacking on because you knew at some point that that the um, that the Braves were going to make a comeback. And sure enough, you know, Pop Olson hits a three-run home run that didn't even look like it was even going to leave the yard, and it just kept carrying. I know, man. And, All I kept saying is stay in the yard. Stay in I, the yard. Stay I, in the yard. You see Marsh go back, and you're like, I think he's got a beat on it. And then you're like, man, eh, he's looking up. You're like,
0: damn. Yeah. Huh. yep. Yeah. But Affleck bared down got a little help from Cassianos. Yeah. And they get the W and, and I know that there, you know, you could make the case of brave. They build some momentum, right? They woke up late in that game. They feel better about themselves <laughs> today because of yesterday. But I would almost say to come that close to almost flip the script and then not get it done. It could be equally deflating. So they're yeah. not going to go quietly, uh, God, if the Phils could come out of Atlanta up two games and none, I don't think there's any way they lose the series. Um, even with a split, I really like their chances because, yeah. you know, basically then you're going home and, and knowing that if you win one, you've got a, a winner-take-all scenario. So this yeah. team is uh, – they've stepped up. Keep it going. I love the Moxie uh, confidence they're playing with. They're playing for Rob Thompson. They're playing for one another. Just play clean, fundamental baseball. Like that that, un, that double play they didn't turn. Yeah. You know, in the eighth inning where um, Bilotti kind of threw it low to Sosa and who was covering the bag. Like you can't have mistakes like that. Um, so I, yeah. I want to see this team continue to just be as clean as possible, play fundamental ball, and, uh, and hit the ball out of the ballpark. What's it, one dinger in three games, the Harper shot? Like mm-hmm. let's see if we can't uh, put one over the fence into the seats here in game two and three yeah um, to potentially, you know, get that offense even more revved up. So, uh, all right, John Meter, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Again, nobody's going to hear this until after game 2 is over. Mm-hmm. But I want your prediction for game 2. I want the score. Obviously, you're going to pick the Phils to win cuz, you know, we got those fighting Phils glasses on. Yeah. But give me give me the score and give me the player player of the game. What do you got?
1: All right. I'm going to go with my prediction's going to be it's going to be Phillies
0: and they're gonna win six to three. And Interesting. Four, yeah. I was gonna go six four. All right, give me the player of the game.
1: Player of the game is gonna be uh it's gonna be Rimuto. He goes for a yes. three
0: love it. Three-run home run tonight. Wow. Late. All right, I'll take that. A little seventh inning, three-run job.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, I'm feeling that. I'm going six four, Phil's. <sighs> Okay. I think I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go with Bryson Stott. I think he's gonna have a multi hit game.
1: Wow, okay. All That's
0: right. He's nice. been watching. I know Marsh is back in. Marsh. Uh for, for Veerling. Okay, yeah. Um, I gotta check the lineup here real quick.
1: Yeah, it's Stott and Marsh. I think the lineup it was Lee Knopf Hoskins two, JT three. Yeah, Hor-
0: Stotts in the eight. or the nine I- hole. Six was
1: Bomer. Seven was who was seven? Stotts
0: in the nine hole. So I got I got Stott the nine hole hitter with two knocks tonight. By the way, Mean Gene's gonna keep it rolling. Oh, I he- love the Moxies playing with. I love I- it. Ah, oh, I love it. That- He's a professional hitter, dude. Yeah, small small like With compact swing. Um, you know, there was a lot of small ball that kept them minute. it. Yeah. Yep. Moving runners, sack flies. Love to see it. All right. Uh, let's switch gears. The Eagles sneak it out in the desert. They're five and zero. Oh. Um, I watched the game from, uh, the cell phone that I currently have <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in a youth baseball dugout while trying to, Help manage a youth baseball team to the Tournament championship which they did win Congratulations to Christopher and the green Cardinals That's right they were green but they were the Cardinals I still can't figure that out Um, So I didn't have sound on And literally I watched like Three quarters of the game like that so I'm going to defer to you here I know it wasn't pretty but the birds Got it done what stands out about the win In Arizona
1: Well I mean for me that stands out I love the fact that Again, they performed under pressure. I like the fact that it's 17-all, and they just ran the ball down the Cardinals' throat. I did like them going for a touchdown on third down in that crucial last two minutes of the game Um, because I felt like – I know three points would win the game, but I felt like if they got seven, it would be that much harder for the Cardinals to try to come down and get a touchdown with no timeouts. What people don't speak of is thank God the guy on the Cardinals got injured there, because the you know the Arizona Cardinals had to take a timeout due to the injury to one of their players on that third down and goal play, which then would have left them with another play. Who knows if they would have taken the timeout earlier in that series? But I think Jalen missed. I think AJ Brown. um, I, I defensively, the, the, what I didn't like is they got soft as tissue paper. They were playing that soft. Listen, I know Arizona has some speed, but it was like it was like getting cut to death a thousand times again. That was like the defense that I saw from years before when you didn't have this type of personnel. So I was very disappointed. Listen, they gutted out of performance. Samus got Devontae Smith killed several times on some bubble screens, but listen. You're going to have these games where it's going to be tough. I didn't think this game was going to be as tough, but a little bit of a letdown. What I also like, too, is big shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles fans that that made the trip to Arizona. Because if you saw the pictures, the highlights, when that field goal went wide right into the game, the celebration in the lower bowl, I mean, it looked like a home game. So, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. So, again, listen. Survive. Big props,
0: by the way, big props. Yeah, I mean. Survive. To the fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to have some games where they look flawless. It's still a worry that we still have trouble putting up points in the second half. The other thing that worries me, too, is adjustments, right? What did they do in the second half? Are they making adjustments to with the defense? I also don't like to. They didn't take that many deep shots. They never tried to get somebody on a double move. And you look all over the NFL. I mean, pass interference is being called. Like send some yep. people down the field. It's not like we don't have the speed or the playmakers. It'd be one thing if we don't have those guys, but they, I mean we have them all across our, our, our football team. So, so I just and I thought, I mean overall it, it was a good game. But listen, put in the books five and zero. They they look good, and, and let's bring on the Cowboys because I can't wait. But go ahead, what were your thoughts on the game?
0: Well, let me ask you this before I get into my very brief thoughts on the win in Arizona. What do you make of A.J. Brown not playing as many snaps as he had previously and not getting any targets as the game moved along?
1: You know, that was the most mystifying thing as I watched it in my apartment. I was like, dude, where's A.J. Brown? Because you had to know where he was on the field because he had those green, lime, green cleats. And all you saw, you saw a lot of 13 personnel. 13 personnel is when they're basically running with three tight ends. Um, so I get it. That's, you know, that's what.
0: Yeah, you... but why As your biggest wide receiver, arguably your best blocker from the wide receiver position? I know they <laughs> like Devontae Smith sticking his nose <laughs> in there. Cause he's not afraid to do it, but he's a beast. Why wouldn't he be out there?
1: I, I don't understand it. And I know Nick says, uh, some guys will get touches this weekend that it, it was very puzzling to me. Didn't like it one bit because early on, A.J.
0: had – He was dominating. Game.
1: Right. And why they didn't go back to that and keep on picking on that Cardinal secondary, which is not great. They have some decent players. Um, you know, their safety, Buddha Baker is a good player. Their one corner, Frank Murphy, Jude, he's pretty decent. But other than that, you know, they're not world beaters. But so I agree with you. I didn't like that at all. I, I don't – you know, this is a game coming up. You need You need all hands on deck. Because if you look at the Dallas Cowboy defense, as much as I hate to say, they're completely legit. And that's why they're four and one right now.
0: All right. Well, here's what I got for you on the Cardinals game. Um, uh, good to see Jordan Davis playing more, right? Natural that- progression of a rookie. Um, Shil Kapadia uh, was on WIP today, breaking down some tape he watched. And he said, Jordan Davis just wrecked the Cardinals running game. So you love to see that. Um you know, I hear you with the with the defense and just especially that last drive. It seems at times a little too easy for him. But Kyler Murray, I think, still scares the hell out of people because if you don't keep an eye on him, he'll kill you with his legs. Right. Um, and, you know, special teams at the end of the day came through for once. They didn't miss a kick. And I don't know that they forced that one kick wide, but <laughs> – yeah. You know, we'll take it, right? So, And some decent returns, it felt like, from Britton Covey back there, punt return formation. Oh, so oh, every time he touches the ball, man,
1: I'm like, I, I feel like he's just going to get murdered. I mean, I've never seen a kid. Well, I mean, I think it's one of the toughest positions in sports, but I've never seen a punt returner get murdered like him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does get, he does get let up.
1: I mean, some of the shots he takes, you must muff one, thank God he didn't, Um But, hey, big shout-out. we got to give a shout-out to Special Teams Player of the Week, the fifth row, the fifth week in a row where the Eagles have been named a Player of the Week. we got to give a big shout-out to Dicker the Kicker.
0: Hey, delivered. He delivered. Um, Two for two. Got to love it. So, I guess that's really all I got on the Arizona game Uh, because, again, it was hard for me to really get a good feel and a vibe for it, but I'm glad they won. And now we turn our attention to Dallas Sucks. Uh, here's what I got for you. Don't let Micah Parsons wreck the game. Uh, let's get Goddard involved. He always seems to play well against the Cowboys. Let's make sure that A.J. Brown doesn't get lost in the shuffle. And Jalen Hurts, whatever it takes, my man. If it means you got to run for 75 yards and a score or more, love to see it. And don't let Cooper Rush get comfortable. Uh, you know, this is a game that Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave They have to be the difference. You know, they got to be the difference.
1: And again, that was disappointing thing, too, is if we look at the Arizona game, you know, their defensive line played so well the last couple weeks. They're relatively invisible. Hassan Reddick that one sack he had, thank God that they didn't call the penalty because he literally, you know, face smashed Kyler Murray on the one sack that he got. I mean, that was clearly a personal foul, but the refs. Thank God they messed it, and we'll take it. Yep. But, yeah. So, what do you
0: what do you think the link's going to be like on Sunday night?
1: Uh, hopefully, it doesn't burn to the ground. The crazy thing is, like the Phillies, it looks like if it, if if the series goes to a game five, it would be Sunday right before that. So God knows that the place is going to be on fire, regardless. I mean, um, yeah, I I think it's it, it's. Listen, we haven't beat the Cowboys in quite a while. They swept us. If people remember what happened last year, remember they
0: played their starters
1: and they ran up the score, and we were playing with I don't even know who was playing quarterback at that time. Do you remember?
0: Yeah, it was two years ago. You're saying last year they beat the brakes off the Eagles twice.
1: Yeah, but that's, two years
0: ago, the last you know, last yeah. year at the
1: link, I was down in Florida, but the game was ugly as hell. It was hard to watch. But who did we we started somebody at quarterback. Was it Mentu? I guess menchu you know, because they rested Jalen because they already clinched. Remember?
0: Oh, that was last year. Okay, you're saying very late in the year. Yeah, very. Yeah, le- that's right. Dak what? was celebrating. Yeah, I've heard right. talk of that this Group week. But like You months. don't forget that if you're an Eagle. You don't. No, you don't. And they just up so, in your face. So you know, yeah, I listen. I love it. I think. I I hope Cooper Rush gets exposed this week. Let's oh, put he- some heat. Let's put some heat on him. I don't think it's a high-scoring game, you know, especially if everything I'm hearing and you're saying about Dallas' defense. Yeah. But there's no reason you can't scratch out 20 to 23 points in this game, yeah. which should be enough to win. Um, so that's a, that's where I'm feeling this game coming to. I, I think it's a I think it's a twenty three six uh, 17 Eagles victory. Okay, and uh, they get the six and zero. They enjoy the bye week, uh-huh. and then we go from there. That's the other thing about this game: the bye is looming, and yep. It would really, really sting to have a loss, not only a loss, but a loss to the Cowboys. They take over the lead in the division because of the tiebreaker, and then you got to sit a week and really let that one marinate. So get it done, birds. Go out there. Take this game by the balls right off the hop, and uh, and don't look back. Exactly.
1: Yeah, my prediction for the game, I'm going to go with 28-13. to 13. I think we get it done. We're going to win by – Love it. And we're going to see Super Rush's life completely miserable. And I predict that the Eagles have at least,
0: at least three sacks. At least.
1: Okay. And how about a
0: pick? The defense turns them over twice. I love it. I love it. Uh, NHL season's off and running, John. Me, that's an exciting time, isn't it? Here you go, buddy. Let's go. Off tomorrow night, right? Let's go. Got the Broadway blue shirts in town tomorrow in St. Paul. Oh, God. The Rangers. Yuck. Um, but I, I do have a, uh, a thumbs up And a thumbs down for you Alright give it to me My thumbs up goes to Lincoln Financial Field Okay Because I don't know if you saw this today But you better stop by section 106 Next chance you get Because the Philly Pretzel Factory Is opening up a stand at the link Nice Holla at your boy Nothing have... better than we, we helping become... digest the booze With about 36 soft pretzels Well, we tend to bring our own pretzels, but I did hear that great news, and that's a great partnership for sure. And my thumbs down, although I'm a little on the fence about this, I want to get your take on it, all right? I just saw this. This is somewhat recent. might have been today's media availability. Sure. But Jason Peters was quoted today about the Cowboys-Eagles rivalry and the dislike between the fan bases. Uh All right? So, I'm going to leave this as my thumbs down for right now, but I want you to confirm you believe this should be a thumbs down. Okay. Here's Jason Peters' quote. Quote, I just know Philly fans are bleeping idiots when it comes to the camaraderie and the Cowboys, any team, really. They know that. They pride themselves on being nasty. Philly fans are the wildest fans out there, end quote. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? The beginning of it, calling us bleeping idiots, sounds like – It's a bad thing. Then he kind of softens it out, saying they're wild, and they pride themselves on it, essentially. sure. Is this a thumbs down?
1: I think the only reason why the comment got construed the way it did is because he's a Dallas Cowboy right now, so he doesn't want to give complete admiration to the Eagles fan base. He gives them a little bit, but then he kind of underhands it with the idiot part. So I'm sure all the cowboy fan
0: base is all greased up over that. Well, I mean, I don't mind being called an idiot, honestly. No, nah. you know, I mean, we are we are kind of <laughs> delirious, degenerate idiots, but and we do pride ourselves in it. So maybe I'm, maybe this is actually a thumbs up from Jason Peters recognizing our passion. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of think that. So, hey, just real quick, if you know, you know what I'm going to do? Then let me change. Uh, let me change. Switch up. Real quick, the thumbs down is to the Cardinals in game one, trying to pull off the uh, – oh, our pitchers' fingers are cramping up. Let, uh, let's have them throw a warm-up pitch or two before we tell them to get the hell out of here and hit the showers because he can't find the strike zone. That was Bush League gamesmanship if I've ever seen it. I liked it. I like. Oh, and I hang on, one more. Thumbs down <laughs> to the engineer in St. Louis who had Scott Fransky over-modulating on the Gene Segura hit they gave the fills the lead. Like, as an engineer, you got to keep the levels and a, or get a damn compressor on the mixing board for crying out loud. There's no reason Scott Fransky and all his glory should have a call like that partially ruined because it's peaking audio wise. So wake up out there in St. Louis, uncle.
1: <laughs> so I don't know about
0: thumbs up, thumbs down, but uh, you got to go with.
1: Um, I mean, for me, I got to go with. Um, if you're looking for something to watch, I, don't know, I know you and I, we talk about certain things, but a great documentary that I saw on Netflix is Facing Nolan. And it's a documentary on one of the greatest baseball pitchers of all time, Nolan Ryan. So if anybody has the opportunity to see this, I highly recommend it. It's a really great watch. And if you have kids, children that are baseball players, because you know this guy pitched for 27 years. So, we got to see him a lot growing up, but, um, yeah, it's totally worthwhile. So. Facing
0: Nolan on Netflix.
1: Yeah, Facing Nolan. It's it's amazing. All right. Really good.
0: Love it. John Meter, great stuff as always, brother. As as Phils, always, buddy, go, go Phils, go Birds. Go,
1: Phils, go Birds. Holla.
0: Maybe we'll change the name of the pod, podcast at some point to Go Phils, Go Birds. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that's all we've been saying for a month. Well, that's true. We'll keep it going. It's go Holla. Birds. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, for John, me to Joe O'Donnell, always a pleasure, brother. Love podcast. So well, next time we will see.